Schlock Talk Radio. Welcome to the Difference 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 Radio. Be inspired by dynamic difference makers from around the world, making a difference in the lives of other people. www.thedifference.tv Discover your difference and live it. 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 Hello and welcome to The Difference Radio. I'm so happy to be here today because I have the wonderful opportunity, the honour to interview my friend and colleague, Dr. Robin Mills. She is an extraordinary person and today what we're going to be talking about is we're going to have a reflection. Robin's going to reflect on the four years that she's been the executive producer of the radio show. Now, The Difference Radio began on the 11th of the 4th in 2011. So within 3.5 years, it's hard to believe, but it's reached over 515,000 listens, a half a million listens. We're so proud of this achievement. Not only has it grown in numbers, but the growth of hosts and producers has also been phenomenal. Dr. Robin Mills has been at the heart of this, and I don't use that word lightly because Dr. Robin Robin is all heart. She is an incredible person, and if you have the opportunity to listen to the programs that she's produced and she's hosted, and when you get to know about her, you're going to see what an extraordinary woman she is. So for the past four years, she's been supporting hosts, starting up new shows, And she's taught so many people to be radio hosts on Blog Talk. Robin, without further ado, I just want to introduce you to the program. Good morning, Rosina. How exciting to be here today. Over 500,000 people or listens to the show. It just feels like a, a really good milestone. It's an incredible milestone and I really want to honour your part in that. Now, let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Um, Where did this whole journey start? Like, were you always interested in radio? Actually, radio... I've got a good face for radio. (laughs) Oh, I'm so funny. What I wanted to say about radio was it wasn't something that I had in mind because... I was a bit of a nervous public speaker, so it wasn't always, oh, I think one day I'll be on the radio. It just, it's one of those things that just happened. One day I was sitting, having a cup of coffee with someone and they went, have you ever heard of Angel Heart Radio? I went, no, no, I haven't heard of them. She goes, it's on the internet. It's really amazing. And you and I could share a show. Would you like to get on the radio and share a show with me? And I went, oh, oh, on the radio. I'm not really sure if I'd be capable of speaking on the radio. And it felt quite exciting, but at the same time overwhelming. But for me, Racina, when something feels overwhelming, I just, I don't walk away. I just go... <laughs> Wow, 
on the radio, that'd be a huge leap, wouldn't it? And, you know, and so that's what happened. So I, I ring up Anaya and instead of sharing a show with the other person, I end up running my own show. And it was just amazing. Here's Anaya Halili, her name is. She's the executive producer of Angel Heart Radio. And she's just the most open-hearted, kind and giving person. I'd start the radio with and I'd ring her up and I'd go, it's not working, it's not working. I didn't get on properly and I'd, I'd be in an absolute panic. And she'd have this beautiful, calm voice and she'd just go, I'll fix that for you, Robin. Here we go. Now you're right. Yes. So that's how it began. That's such a great start. And I know, I mean, I've had the, the pleasure of working with you as one of the difference makers as well. And uh, you might recall back in the early days when Temi and I did our first show and um, with Inspired Children, and that was way back in July 2011. So we've been friends and co-hosts together for many years. And I remember you coming in and saving us on so many occasions as well. It's a pay-it-forward thing, isn't it? You know, I really love that pay-it-forward. It's an opportunity for you to um, remember how it was that you were supported when you started and being able to pass that on to the next generation of hosts. And I really love that pay-it-forward. It, You know, pay-it-forward can come up in many, many ways in your life, can't it? You often think about it in the form of money. You know, like recently there was a lady at the supermarket in front of me who couldn't pay for her groceries and I brought them for her. That... You know, she said to me, I'll pay it forward. And that sort of pay it forward, you know, we think about, but this is a different pay it forward. This is an experiential pay it forward. You know, people are kind and generous and open-hearted to you when you don't know what you're doing. And next time you come around someone who doesn't know what they're doing, remember to be kind and open-hearted and generous. Yeah. This is what I love about listening to your shows and then also being having the privilege of co-hosting and doing a show with you. You've got so much wisdom and I think it comes from how beautiful and open-hearted you are, but also I know a little bit about your background and the many hats that you've worn in your life. And I was wondering if you could share that with the listeners because for me it's an inspiration that you, as you say, you just see an opportunity, no matter if you've got fear in your way, you still just push that aside, move it to the left and take a step forward. And I was wondering if you can just share a little bit of the history of the things that you've done with the listeners. Oh, thank you, Rosina. I started as a general nurse in the early 70s. Um, I hope you weren't born then. I hope you were born then. Were you, Rosina? I was there, definitely. (laughs) And um, I started as a general nurse, but what I found about myself was that I was better at talking to people than I was about, you know, being in theatre and being precise and ticking all those boxes. I was a bit of a klutz, really, in theatre, but when it came to people who were distressed or upset, I could sit and talk to them and make a difference, even though I was really young. And um, so very soon after I finished my general nursing, I went into psychiatry and found that I really had this niche. This was the place where I fitted. So I worked in um, psychiatry and did a postgraduate certificate in um, psychiatric nursing. 
So very early on, I had my two different certificates, which allowed me to work between general and psychiatric nursing in many different fields in public hospitals and private hospitals over the next decade. And so after a while, I got to feel like I wanted to do it my way. And of course, when you work in a private hospital, you you know, you can't make any decisions whatsoever. They're all to be made by the doctor. And so, you know, as a nurse with experience, it feels a bit stilted then to be, oh, I better not do that or I'll be in trouble. And so I thought, right, I'm going to find something that um, where I can work for myself. So I started um, in natural medicine. So I did um, so many courses, reflexology, massage, um, a diploma in nutrition, a diploma of medical herbalism, diploma of reflexology, you know, it goes on and on and on and trying to round myself as an alternative health practitioner and diploma of medical herbalism. So what happened was I started making medicines for people. And then, Racina, as I made them and I really believed in my medicines, but after they left, I'd worry. Gee, I hope they don't have a reaction to that medicine or... You know, I'd prescribe something for a child and people would get better and refer their friends. But I had a worry. So what I discovered about myself was although I wanted to have equal rights to the doctor, I wasn't, I didn't want to prescribe medicine and be responsible. So that ha I then put doctors in a different light because I realised they had a different responsibility mm. and I didn't actually want that responsibility. So again, I shape-shifted myself and um, I went off and, and did a, um, a psychology degree at university and a PhD. And so then I started working for myself in private practice and then, of course, I've stepped into the radio. And so that that's a quick summary. It's a very quick summary, but... What what really I love about it is how well-rounded you are. So when you listen to your recorded shows, when you see your listen to the interviews, you can just see how much background knowledge and you bring and wisdom you bring and also life experience. And I'm going to talk more about that in a while, but I just want to jump in here and ask you to tell us a little bit about Clearly, you've been a difference maker for a long time. You've been right at the heart of helping people in so many different ways with their mind, with their body, with their spirit, with their emotions. So you really have covered the whole gamut, which is why it's so amazing knowing you and working with you. But being such a big difference maker in the world, I, it does not surprise me that you found the difference. So tell me, how did you find the difference? Someone, someone sent me an email going, there's this group of people and they're going to make a movie a little bit like The Secret but based on the principles of The Secret and you can be involved in the production of it and involved in it. Well, when The Secret come out, <laughs> this might sound, it doesn't really matter how it sounds, I'm thinking it might sound a bit arrogant, but when, when it came out I went, why didn't they ask me? I could have told them something important to put into the secret, you know, I would have really loved to have had a voice like that. And of course, I guess a million trillion people wanted to say something when the secret came out. And so when this email came out, it was, oh, this is my turn. I get to speak. I get to say something that will really make a difference. So I jumped into the difference, both feet instantaneously. And clearly you did because... 
from just joining the difference to actually then saying yes to becoming an executive producer of the radio and sincerely incredible what a, what an amazing job like 515,000 like we're talking half a million listens in less than 3.5 years how does that make you feel actually it feels really successful and I, the the greatest thing is that there's been many many hosts throughout that time um, who perhaps have had a show for a year and they've developed who they are and they've touched so many different people and you know in becoming a radio host they started looking at who they really were and what their message was they wanted to deliver they developed their message they interview amazing people around the world and so I got to watch and listen to those people as well and I learned a lot from them so it was this reciprocal um, experience that the more radio hosts that I had working on the Difference Radio, the more knowledge and wisdom and the more hearts I got to share with. Well, I know you've made a really big difference in my life. Like, I, I feel so blessed to know you. And we went from, you know, just knowing, knowing each other as part of the difference, just being two different makers, to now, for me, one of my closest, biggest heart friends. So I'm so grateful of the connection that, that somehow that I found the difference through Temi and that's how we I came to know you. Right. Now, you were speaking about amazing hosts. I'd love to know some of the hosts that you've, um, sorry, some of the people that you've interviewed or some of the interviews that you've listened to that have made an, a significant impact in your life. Well, you know, it's interesting because the one that always sticks out in my mind is Dr. Mazaru Emoto. And I got so excited when I think one of the amazing things about having the title executive producer next to your name, it gave me a sense of freedom that if there was someone I wanted to interview, I just, and I could find a contact detail for them, I would just do that. Like if it had been Oprah, if I could have found Oprah's contact details, I would have interviewed Oprah. I would have at least contacted her people. But I found Dr. Masaru Emoto, who is the man who um, worked out how to photograph water. And then he wrote love on the bottle and he photographed it and he wrote hate on a bottle and he photographed it. And the one with love had a beautiful, perfectly formed crystal. And the one with hate was all mashed up and, and not properly formed. And he realised that the things that you think and the things that you say and even the things that you write on a bottle can change the very structure of the cell of water. And given that we're made of 80% water and the planet's made of 80% water, we can make a difference to ourselves and the planet by thinking love, writing love, being love. So I got so excited about interviewing him. The very minute he said yes, I stopped sleeping because, <laughs> you know, I just like, I'm going to get to interview this man who's made such a difference in the world. So I got to talk to him on Skype, but when it came to the interview, he wanted um, an interpreter because, you know, he wanted to make sure that his words were understood clearly. So I, the most exciting part for me was when him and I were having one-to-one -one conversations before the radio show. Yeah. So it was a little more um, difficult with an interpreter. 
However, I got to sing with him as well because he likes to sing K Sara Sara. Oh, yeah. So we got to sing that together on the radio. So what I got from him was humble, really humble. I kept wanting to make it about him, kept wanting to go, how did you get this idea and how does it feel to make such a difference? And he just kept bringing it back to, it's not about me, it's about the love and it's about the water. You know, he was just so, so humble. And then he wanted me to help find a partner for his son. So we, we put that out on. The, he just had such a wonderful sense of humor. Such a funny man. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now you've mentioned singing, and that's something you haven't talked about yet. And I was wondering. I, I'd love you to sing on this show because it's incredible to hear your voice. Um, you came up recently to Sydney and shared my birthday with me. I'll I'll never forget that. And one of the the beautiful parts of the evening was having you sing and seeing all my family and friends jaws drop and and just be in awe of your beautiful voice and um I remember my brother in law going, Ben, she should be on Australia's Got Talent. She's like so good <laughs> so, so I was wondering how you'd feel about just right now in the middle of the show just singing a few words for us because it will be a beautiful part of honoring this whole um part of you well that that would be great i do often um burst into song but most often in empty churches or empty car parks where i can just hear that echo a good stairwell i really like a good stairwell (laughs) (laughs) um so singing was one of those things that i Um, didn't do because I was anxious and had irregular heartbeats and I would just get so short of breath. So I didn't really believe in myself enough to sing. So for 40 years, the only times I sung really were in empty churches or car parks and rarely uh, I might sing a song at a wedding occasionally. So Really, I think the singing in empty churches kept my vocal cords lubricated enough that I didn't actually lose my voice over time. And then in about my 50s, I decided that if I died without singing, I'd die with a broken heart because my mum died in her 50s. My mum was 56. And, you know, I had that, what, what did my mother miss out on because she died at 56? You know, she she missed out on more grandchildren. And, and I thought to myself, if I died now, at about the same age, would there be some regrets? Would there be some things that I haven't achieved that I really want to achieve? And I started, I guess you call it like a bucket list. Yeah. But the top of the list was singing. If I didn't get to sing, if people didn't get to hear my voice, then... I'll feel like I didn't get to use one of the gifts that I was given. Yeah. And so that's how that's how that singing happened. And so I won a show on um, television looking for Australia's Susan Boyle and I um, sang on Kerry ann Kennelly, which is a national um, morning show in Australia on television. And I won Melbourne's Best Busker. So a couple of boxes ticked for me early, which said, yeah, you are okay. It is all right. 
it's going to happen. You know, these were these um, were acknowledgements that let me know that it was okay, and that I wasn't just someone who thought I could sing. I love how you humbly just said, "Oh, look, I just ticked a few boxes." <laughs> <laughs> I I really want to just stop here for a moment, just before I hear you sing, because. When I um, opened the show, I said that you actually were and are an inspiration to me. When we first met, um, you weren't, you hadn't won the buskers, and I remember you saying to me, "I just really feel like I should sing, and I just want to give it a go." And this is someone, you know, <laughs> who, who hadn't done that before, and as you said, who felt like, you know, you didn't have the the ability, and you were very nervous about it and breathless. And then um, I'm like, yeah, go for it. You go for it. That's fantastic. You know, being an encouraging friend and colleague. <laughs> and then you came back and you said, um, I won. I'm like, what can this woman not manifest? Like, this is just incredible. So without further ado, let's stop talking about how beautifully you sing and let's hear you sing. All right. So let me sing a mantra. Because where I feel like I'm heading with my singing at the moment is mantras that people across the world will be able to sing. And in fact, I'm coming to Sydney soon to record the mantras. Yay! Yay! My heart, my opening it's so beautiful and stilling I just feel so still and open thank you on that note when you were singing it reminded me of an experience that you had were invited to share that mantra with um, a team of people uh, that brought out someone called Brazzo I was wondering if you could tell me a little <laughs> bit about your whole experience with Brazzo. Oh, Brazzo. I love the way you say it with that accent. So <laughs> You're Brazzo. my countryman, so I should be able to pronounce uh-uh, it. Ah, Brazzo. <laughs> Brazzo is just this amazing man who gazes unconditional love. And... Um, isn't that funny because it was Annette McCoy who got me into Angel Heart Radio and Annette McCoy who said to me, there's a man coming called Braco. 
<laughs> and um, he's, you know, someone's showing a video of him. He gazes unconditional love. You know, he's pretty good. And I'm thinking, oh, really? Watching a video? <laughs> I don't know. And then for whatever reason, about an hour before I went, actually, I think I'll go. So, so I go and I watch this video of this beautiful, open-hearted, phenomenal man. And it was so touching that he was going to Perth a couple of months later. So I just booked a flight to Perth and off I went. And during the um, time when he was, um, we were waiting for him to come into the room and do what's called a gaze, which is just look at everyone in unconditional love. I started writing down lyrics of songs and and really getting in touch with who I was. It was as though the room prepares you before he comes in. And so I got to share and I got to tell them about my dream of singing and about my mantra. And they said, well, would you like to sing it? So I got to come to the front of the room and sing in front of the 500 or so people. And they sang my mantra back to me. And in that moment, I felt the magic of what it's like to have 500 people singing an open-hearted song of love that you've written um, and the the wave of love that came back and flowed over me, I'll never forget that feeling. It was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And it made me realise that I want to sing to hundreds of people, really big audiences, and have them sing my mantras back to me and, you know, this is my next manifestation, Rosina. This is what I was talking about, audience. Are you listening? <laughs> this is what I get to experience over the years talking and knowing Robin. And I really think that this is a great time. Would you mind just sharing how it is that you have the courage to do this? Because I know that we, I know you and I both believe that everybody Everybody has a special role to play in this world and the only thing that stops them is themselves. Can you explain or share how you've been able to overcome that because everyone's got it. Like Everyone has this thing that says, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not capable and who'd want to listen to me? How have you been able to overcome those obstacles in order to be able to sing in front of 500 people, in order to write a mantra, in order to... Um, do busking in order to become a psych psychiatric nurse you know all those things that you've done over the years what do you think has been the thing that has helped you go forward and make these incredible achievements and difference in the world <laughs> thank you Rosina it's interesting isn't it because when I was young I had a normal body like everyone else and I had beautiful long hair but I thought that I was short. Well, that hasn't changed. I remained short. <laughs> but I thought that I was short and fat and ugly and that you had to be beautiful and well-connected and these other qualities that I didn't believe that I had to be successful. So now that I'm in my 60s, I'm shorter, I'm fatter, <laughs> I'm more wrinkly. You know, like even the things that I had before that I felt made me more, you know, better looking, all those things that I felt 
I used as a crutch to, you know, to say that I wasn't good enough. Now that all those things and gravity's played its part, <laughs> now I have the courage. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's like you should tip it on its head and go, well, you know, when I was younger and I, I looked different, maybe that was my chance to shine. But something changed with the ages and I think it, I think particularly for the singing, it came as that, is it too late? Have I left this too late not to use my gift? Mm. Am I too short, too fat, too old? No, I'm none of those things. So it was about, that part of me was about, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. And I'm going to die with a regret. So it was actually the impetus of not wanting to die before I'd used my gift. So what, I say to, what I'd like to say to people, Racina, is, you know, you've been given a gift or a talent. You might not even know what it is. But, but what you might be really good at is, is at illustration, at drawing, at, at doing something. It might be that you're good at speaking. It might be that you're good at teaching people something. But there'll be some innate gift that you have that you're meant to use in this life. So if there's any barriers that are standing in the way going, oh, well, you know, I'm not a doctor, Masaru Moto, and how could I make a big difference in the world? So start today, start right now. Use that gift and make a difference because you have been given some sort of gift. You know, when I look at my children, I look at Kelly, who's the organisational queen, you know, like any organisation that has her would know that she could organise anything anywhere and she could organise it underwater. So her gift is this gift of being able to step into any situation, assess it, organise it, fix it, or, you know, create an event. That's just who she is. So, you know, her gift is organisation. You know, this is a fantastic way of having a look at your gift. How do you then use that gift to make a difference in the world? And, Racina, I think you have to make a difference to yourself along the way. If This isn't the biggest lesson that I learned. Mm. Was that in all my years in the health profession, which have been 42 years so far, I forgot to put myself in the equation. I was so busy running around helping other people and trying to make a difference in the world that I didn't make a difference to myself. Mm. And when you make a difference to yourself, you resonate in a different way and you are better at helping other people than you ever could be without it. So it has to be this perfect balance of helping yourself and helping others. Yep. It makes so much sense. When you're full, you're overflowing, you've got so much more to give. When you're empty, the only thing really left is to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just wonderful. And I think the lovely thing about that story is that wisdom that comes of age is something that we can share with our children and our grandchildren and just to have the courage to overcome any of those doubts or fears because really they're only thoughts that if we think we can't do it, why not choose instead to think we can do it? And did you find that once you set your mind to something, the flow just happened? Doors opened, things just fell into place? Did you find that when you'd made that decision? 
Oh, absolutely. And um, just to go back to something you just said about, you know, what you almost said was feel the fear and do it anyway. What I discovered was that what I was missing in the singing was practice. Yeah. I needed I needed to be in front of people um, experiencing it and the more I did it, the less the anxiety the anxiety started to decrease. Yeah. It's about practice, it was about knowing your craft, it was about having, you know, going over something again and again and again. Now I still like to have my lyrics in front of me because I get um, overwhelming fear that I might forget the lyrics. Now I might not even look at them but they're there right in front of me and yeah. that decreases it. So it's about knowing what it is you need to know in your craft and how you're going to get that experience. Because when you really know something, you don't have to feel anxious or nervous about it because you know it inside out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's a combination of um, practice and and you and I have this lovely little mantra, practice makes personal best. Yes. (laughs) you, You can practice to become your personal best, but you can also let go of those old fears and beliefs because really... It's just as easy to say I can do it as I can't do it. They're just yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And um, giving something a go. And I know with with you, it's just taking that first step, and then the next step becomes clear. I've always loved that movie with Indiana Jones, where you know he has to go from one side of the temple to the other, and there's no bridge, there's no path, and Somehow or other, he gets the faith to step out, and as he steps out, the rock appears, the the path across appears, and and I love that analogy because I feel like you are you epitomise that that you go okay, I've got an inspiration, I've got to go from here to there. What's my first step? Let me just make that first step, and then the rest of the road will become clear. And sometimes, Rosina, you take that first step, and there'll be a knocker. You know, like when I first stepped out to sing. And, you know, a singing teacher said to me, oh, your timing's terrible. You'll never be any good. You just don't have that innate timing. So, of course, then whenever I went to sing a song, I'd miss the entrance or I might miss a beat somewhere and I'd go, yep, my timing's terrible. Mm. And what I learned over time was it had nothing to do with my timing's terrible. It was the fact that I didn't know the song well enough. I didn't know the backing track well enough. And when I learned it, the timing just fell into its own place. So you also have to um, step away. So I stepped away from the people who didn't believe in me in the way that I needed to believe in me. Because if I was to hang around those people who were continuously telling me that my timing was um, wrecked, then I wouldn't have been able to change that belief in myself. I had to step away by myself, teach myself what I needed to know, find other people who believed in me, and then that allowed it all to flow. My timing's pretty good, you know? (laughs) Your timing's amazing. I make some mistakes. And you know, actually, that's what I want to say. You know what? I make mistakes. And I make mistakes publicly when I sing. And at the end of the song, I'll say to people, well, did you catch that mistake? Oh, never mind. I'll try to do better in the next song. And I laugh about it. It's, you know, I don't have to hide it and go, oh, my God, I hope I, I hope they didn't hear that mistake. 
you know, I just bring it right out in the open and it stops me having anxiety because I'm not afraid to be imperfect. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the key to being able to make that step forward, isn't it? It's that perfection, which is why we don't say practice makes perfection. We say practice makes personal best. Personal best. I only have to be my personal best. Absolutely. And it's so freeing, isn't it? Because if you have to be perfect at something before you do it, you may never do it. Well, I certainly would never have gotten on the show without your help, you know, if I had to, if I thought I had to be perfect at first. I'm wondering um, what, what some of the listeners might know if they've listened to your shows is that you actually play as well as sing. And I was wondering if we could have another musical interlude here before we continue on with the interview because I love hearing you play so have you got something beautiful that you could play for us now actually what I have is my um, flute it's made with Australian timbers but it's made in the style of a Native American flute let me play you something thank you beautiful and what what really comes to mind for me when when I reflect on everything we've been talking about so far is that the the one theme that goes through Robin Dr. Robin Mills is heart and you sing from the heart you play from the heart you write mantras from the heart and one of the other things that I really would love to talk about and the difference that you make is that you also have heart art. <laughs> I do have heart art. You could tell everyone a little bit about your heart art. I would love to say about my heart art, but I want you to just listen. So I got this last week. This is a Native oh. American drum. 
and it's going to beat the heartbeat of humanity. And I don't know how I'm going to incorporate it yet, but there it is. I just wanted to birth it on the radio, so it got to be heard on the radio. It's fantastic, and it fits that heart theme. (laughs) What happened for me was that a friend around the corner, Joyce, had been nagging to teach me how to paint. And I'm going, Joyce, I can't draw a stick figure, I can't draw a house, I can't paint, I can't do these things. And she goes, everyone can. And I go, well, Joyce, it's not true, you know. I've got other gifts, but I don't, I was behind the door when they passed the gift out for us. <laughs> so she gave me an art lesson in which was really putting paint on a piece of paper and running it down the page. And before long, it looked like a group of people. And she thought it was amazing. And I'm going, yep, well, that's okay. (laughs) So I I shelved that. And then my friend Heather, she tried to teach me how to draw. And halfway through the lesson, I went, really, Heather, I love you, but we have to stop. This is driving me mad. Because I just couldn't. Even She was trying to draw, she put a cup and a saucer and a vase on the end of the table and she was trying to get me to copy it and to see perspective and it was just like, I can't do it. And then um, later on, Joyce had a friend there who did abstract and I went to that and, you know, threw things around on the page. But I went to visit my father-in-law in hospital and there was an epoxy resin painting on the wall and I tapped it. And it felt like glass and it was swirls of bright colour. And I went, I could do this. I could swirl colours around on a page. Yes, I could do this. Awesome. So I came back and I went to Joyce. I found what I want to do. She goes, you can't do that, Robin. It's, It's messy and you've got to be, you know, really know what you're doing as an artist before you step into poxy resin and it's toxic, blah, blah, blah. I went, hmm, that doesn't sound like the right answer. So I looked it up on the internet and taught myself how to do it. And it just, I love it. I just love it. And so recently I had my first exhibition, which was at Federation Square. So for the listeners um, who are overseas, Federation Square is a beautiful gallery in the centre of Melbourne. um, And it's a prestigious gallery. So, yeah, I had my first exhibition in Art for the Heart. You did, and you've even had a number of commissions as well for your art, so it's going beautifully. So can you just summarise a little bit, because I I know that you have this really big vision of the difference that you'd like to make, and it incorporates all of those beautiful skills and talents and gifts that you have, and I was just wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit, just an overview of, of how... Clearly, the radio has been a vehicle for you to to start sharing your message and to connecting with like-minded people and and now bringing all of that together, the radio, the art, the music, the singing, um, your words. What is, what is your hope for humanity? What are you hoping to do? <laughs> well, firstly, before we run out of time, I want to acknowledge the time that I spent with you on the radio, Racina, because... You and I started the parenting show and that's made such a difference to me as a grandmother um, reflecting on my parenting as we're talking about parenting skills and then implementing them as a grandmother because 
it's so beautiful and different to be a grandmother. But also the skills that we talk about in the parenting show, they're skills for life. Mm. You know, if, if you don't have a child, even listening to the parenting show will teach you about how you feel about life and what's important. And so this connection that I've made with you and, of course, many other beautiful people on the radio as well, but for the last, I don't know, eight months or so, you and I have been producing the grandparenting show on the the parenting show on the Difference Radio. And what what the radio has done is allowed me to begin to have my voice be heard but I didn't have to worry about how I looked. So, you know, I could be in my pyjamas or not have my hair done or, oh, my goodness, I've slept in and run and just turn it on and start. So it's allowed me to have a voice without thinking about all the other aspects. And so that's built confidence of, you know, I'm a better public speaker, I'm a marriage celebrant, so, you know, I do do public speaking, but the... Difference radio, the ability to to just speak from the heart, that's what I've learned from being on the difference. You know, when you're speaking on the radio, you can't see an audience, you can't feel an audience. So you're touching into the depths of your heart. You're talking about who you are and the meaning of life and we're talking about children and we're also talking to ourselves because we're the only ones that we can feel or see. <laughs> So the radio has given me the confidence to take the next steps. And in fact, I'm really excited, Rosina, that one of the next steps is with you, that we started on Authentic UTV, a grandparenting show. And so now our faces are being seen and this is the next step for us. So if you want, the link is um, right there for everyone to have a look at but it's authentic utv and it's a grandparent show with the two doctors dr racina and dr robin so here we are we're taking this next step and racina i want to tell you what my huge vision is love to i can see myself sitting on a stage singing my mantras there's fifty thousand people maybe there's a hundred and they're all singing my mantras back to me and we've had this evening of talking about things from the heart, playing the flute, singing, and um, then they're singing back to me. And it is the most glorious feeling. So we're making a difference emotionally um, by inspiring people. We're singing. They're singing back to us. I'm playing the flute. This is my vision for um, me for the future as I walk my vision with you. Oh, and I'm, you certainly do touch my heart and I know that you touch the hearts of so many others. And it's been a, an incredible journey for me on the radio with you because um, when I started, I'd only just released my book, my first book, Inspired Children, How the Leading Minds of Today Raise Their Kids. And it was you who would regularly interview me and you gave me the courage to share this knowledge because it's a new way of parenting. It's not the old paradigm. So I feel so lucky that your open heart to support not just me, you've supported so many other radio hosts and you allowed me to develop my own show and right alongside me, 
to encourage me to share my message and then together to to work together for the last you know we've been working for oh be over a year now on a on our radio show on the parenting show and then to move together again these beautiful you know opportunities have opened up for us to share and you've always been open hearted to share it with me and now here we are on TV <laughs> It's just great, isn't it? And you know what I'd like the listeners to know is what's really good about this relationship, and I hope that you can you have this in your relationships. What I've learnt from Racina is that there can be more than one winner. Yeah. So if Racina gets something or wins something, she immediately thinks, "How can my friends have this too?" You know, she doesn't go, well, you know, I got this award and I should be the only one to have it because I'm so smart. She goes, well, I got this award and maybe I can help someone else get it next year. Who who do I know that would be really good at this that could have it next year? So this is this, it's so easy to work with someone who doesn't have competition, who just wants you to be the very best that you can be. So when you're out there, um, listeners, and you're with other people, um, encourage them to be their personal best but never see that they're in competition with you because you are you and they are you. you they are them. And and I can say all the same. You know, I've been so inspired by Robert and encouraged. Like when she says, I want to do this singing and then <laughs> gone out there and just done it, I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. And it's always been that relationship where we've wished for each other and been so happy for each other and that has opened our hearts and opened the doors for ourselves as well. Yes. And we can always do it together. And I, I love our relationship and I think that is the, you know, if you're going to say, wow, what did it, what did the difference do for me? It's shown me and given me, Oh, sorry, honey, I've got tears in my eyes. The best friend that a girl could ever have. So, Oh, that's so beautiful. Robin, um, I just say to the listeners, if you can find someone as open-hearted and loving as Robin, it's going to be a miracle. So listen to her shows. <laughs> She's got lots of them recorded. And if you're a parent and you want to get great open-hearted advice and a different way to parent, moving away from discipline and punishment to empathy and education to life skills to empowering our children to be the best they can be. Listen to our shows so that our difference radio goes from half a million to over a million and that is all down to the to the courage and wisdom and, and hard work, hard work that you've put into starting the difference radio. Oh, thank you, Rosina. That's absolutely beautiful. I want to stand in gratitude for all the the hosts that have come and gone on the Difference Radio. And I can't mention them all with fear that I might forget someone. But, you know, some people, like there was Janetta from Tasmania, who just suddenly went to a thousand listens for every show when we'd been having maybe a hundred. And she showed us that it could get bigger and bigger and bigger. So there's been people all along the way who have brought their gift to the radio and shared it for six months or a year or maybe more. And then they've moved off onto their next journey. So stepping into the difference and um, stepping onto that platform opened um, opportunities for me that I would 
never have had otherwise. And I got to meet people like you and Heather Price and Claire Hennicom. Now I'm starting to say names, so I've got to stop because there's so many people and I don't actually want to forget them. But the, the radio show was successful because of all the hosts that stepped on and created their own show and brought their own wisdom. Yeah, and thanks to Jacqueline for having the, the vision and the wisdom to start something as big and beautiful as a concept that we can all make a difference. Yeah, we can all make a difference. And, you know, sometimes people come up with an opportunity and you step in and if you don't get what you want straight away, you go, really? What's happened for me for the difference is over, you know, the five years, however long it's been, maybe it's been six, the links and the connections that I have made, the journey of the difference for me has been absolutely phenomenal. I'm so happy that I stepped onto the platform of the difference and I'm really happy that I started the um, difference radio network and that I got to meet then people from around the world, from Canada and America and New Zealand that made a difference and now I have friends and people all over the world. So it it has been amazing and it's really exciting. So as we come towards the end, Rosina, we've got about five minutes left. Yeah. I just want to say that it's been an amazing and amazing journey. And I've changed and grown throughout that journey as well. Yeah. But every time something happens to me, you know, I, like everyone else, I fall and crumble and have to pick myself up and wonder what life's about and then I dust myself off again and head off into the new direction. I always find that when one door closes, a better door opens. Yeah. And it's about seeing the opportunities and stepping into them. You know, my beautiful daughter, Nikki, has found the most beautiful man and she's just got engaged and they're action people. You know, they're people that see an opportunity and they step into it and they do it. It It is about that and I love to see that in my children. My daughter Jackie's an action person too. That, you know, if you see an opportunity and you think you can step into it and make a difference, then step into it and make a difference. Sitting back and watching opportunities float by, that's not going to open the doors for you. And when you step in and you're your authentic self, something happens inside. You expand in a way that you had no idea that opportunity would bring. Yeah. Some miracle expansion. I, I can't even give it a word really. But what happens is you it's when you step onto your path, it's as though the flow of the universe flows through you and goes, Yep. That was the decision you were supposed to make. And in that flow, you get an incredible energy surge that gives you the energy that you may have thought you didn't have enough energy for that job. So say, for example, the Difference Radio. So I could have stayed on Angel Heart Radio, which was a really beautiful radio show and still is. And Anaya was really beautiful. But I had this urge that I wanted to do it on my own and do it my way and I wasn't sure if I had the energy to do a whole net, you know, to run a whole network. But the minute I stepped in, my energy levels changed and the energy levels that I needed to do the radio show came. So sometimes, like that example you gave before, you have to step out there and then see that flow 
follow behind. So in the last two minutes, Racina, I'm going to pass over to you, but I want to say thank you, everyone, every radio host that's ever been on The Difference Radio for all your contributions and for everything that you've um, given of yourself to make the radio show successful. It's not a one-man band. It was a group of like-minded people working together. Thank you, Racina. Thank you, Robin. And that one-man band had the most amazing conductor and supporter. So in honour of you, Dr. Robin Mills, the executive producer of the radio, of the Difference Radio, 515,000, that's half a million listens. Thank you for your big heart, your hours and hours of effort the knowledge and wisdom you've brought, the support you've given all of the hosts. Thank you from our hearts to yours for everything you've done and congratulations to you on making The Difference Radio such a huge success. Thank you, Racina. Thank you. And um, everyone, we're going to be on Authentic UTV. So the link is there um, on the show page. So have a look at that link and we you'll be able to see us face-to-face. Thank you very much, Racina. Have a wonderful day. and I hope the listeners have been inspired to use their gift and step onto their path. So until we meet again, may your heart beat. Oh, look, here's my drum. To the rhythm of humanity's heart. Bye for now. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Difference Radio www.thedifference.tv The Difference, live it. 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 The Difference, live it.